This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Relax, this is Dope Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I am Will Anderson. Righty tidy is one of the things that you thought you could rely on in life, isn't it, Charlie? Doesn't like it? all screws should be righty tidy. Is there any reason that a screw shouldn't be righty tidy? No, I mean, it's kind of like what side of the road you drive on. I mean, we should really all drive on the same side of the road, it and make it much be easier. An international righty tidy, and it should be right because it's a good rhyme so that you know whenever you have to screw something. <laughs> That's Ramona, by the way. Whenever you yes, okay, I stopped patting you for one second. I'm sorry, and you turned into an Ewok. But um, yeah, so you, these microphone stands, we don't have rickety. A, we don't have a lot of equipment. No, well, we do we're... in another state. Yes, but we're very rarely in that same, in that place. I've I've been there for about three days in the last three months. And yeah, you don't so we're there. on my old equipment, which is the old mic stands that I've had in my office for a fair while now. And it turns out that the I just think the the bits where you screw it in, whatever you call those, I'm very handy. Um, the thread, thread seems to be the bolts worn down. Yes, and so it, it, sometimes you don't know if you're screwing it in the right direction or not. Yeah, or whether it screws in the opposite direction. And add something into the mix. We just worked out that at least one of the handles on these microphone stands yeah. is not a righty. So the stabilizer on the top of the microphone yeah. stand that makes it sort of pivot up or down. I got that right. That was righty tidy. Yeah, righty tidy. But as then all things should be. The extender on the crossbar of the microphone that you can change the length of the of the the bar to get to your to your mouth, that was lefty. But I turned it for an a strangely long amount of time before we both realised that it wasn't tightening. Well, I realised and then told you. Well, but I didn't know whether it was because the thread was gone. Yeah. Well, that's or I, because it turns out that it's a lefty. What is the lefty... Well, there isn't one because there shouldn't be one because the correct one is righty-tighty. It should be the... I mean, is left the opposite of right? Yes. So there should be an opposite of tidy. Uh, lefty Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. Lucy Lefty. It probably is. I love that. That. <laughs> it is that. And I love how you're like, there is absolutely no version of this for left. I and went, that is that is the... I, I, I went all in. I was like, all yeah. my chips, first hand. 98% of scientists will say there is an opposite. No. No. No, I don't believe it. My immediate reaction must be right without thinking about it at all. In fact, even the most cursory bit of thinking <laughs> <laughs> meant that we came up with the correct answer within seconds of actually working it through. If you designed the most rudimentary computer, like you built one in your backyard and you gave it that conundrum, it would have worked it out operating off like a, the power of a lemon in a tin can. Right. And yet I was like, no, nah, <laughs> doesn't exist. Can't possibly exist. <laughs> can't fathom it in my imagination. 
Yeah, lefty Lucy. Of course, that's what it is. Yeah, Lucy lefty, lefty Lucy, righty tidy, righty tidy. It's the international law. Yeah, the world's gone topsy turvy, Charlie. If when they you had can't per- rely on righty tidy and lefty Lucy, if they had personalities, what would righty tidy be and lefty Lucy? Righty tidy sounds conservative, like conservative, like yeah. right wing. Yeah, uptight, uptight. Keeps exactly. likes to keep things in place, stable. Exactly. And lefty Lucy's for your fucking hippies. <laughs> like, fucking whatever, anything man. can happen. Like, Let the mic know, hit the floor. You turn it whatever way you want to turn it, my friend. You turn it left, you turn it right. You know what? Why do we need to be so uptight? Let's be a little looser. But in a nice metaphor, we needed both the tidy righties and the lefty Lucy's to get this this microphone position right. Well, if it had all been righty tidies, it would have swayed too far in one direction. You can't continue to just relentlessly tighten something. Yeah. Occasionally. To move it to a different position. Oh, what a great analogy and metaphor this is. Or a metaphor, I'm not sure which. Um, analogy, I think. Uh, in that, like, sometimes that not that the way. It's like, you know, you tighten it up, you get it in the right position. But that right position isn't necessarily the right microphone position for everyone. And so when you need to loosen it up to readjust it for a different person, to get a different perspective in there, think of other people, that becomes a more sort of left-leaning proposition yeah. whereas the righties are like no i like it the way it's always been and we should just actually make it more like it's always been or would you say that because there is a bolt on this microphone um, stand andrew bolt that you need it <laughs> you need to get an andrew bolt on this microphone stand just defending pedophiles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where were these mic stands last oh visiting george pell <laughs> what yeah, it's weird. They just sat outside his cell. He recorded a podcast for two hours. Have you heard, um, Tony Martin does an awesome podcast called Sizzletown. I imagine most people, if you like this, you've probably listened to Sizzletown or, or if you haven't, you should. It's fantastic. But he does an uh, Andrew Bolt character called Simon Haight. Have you heard it? Yes. Oh, I mean, this is why Tony Martin is a genius. Like, I would, in, in my head, not know how to imp- How do you do an, an impression or a satire of Andrew Bolt? He nails it. Like, if you've wondered what it is about Andrew Bolt that is so kind of pompous and annoying and sycophantic, listen to what Tony Martin does with it. It's fucking brilliant. It, it really is. I mean, we've said this before, but Sizzletown is one of those podcasts where you're like, this is what podcasting is so amazing at. Yeah. And the reason it's so amazing is that it's a completely irrational thing to do because they put in... I know how much work they put into each episode of that thing. And it's all this crafted work of genius that he should be getting paid, you know, $200,000 an episode to craft in some sort of media form. The, the dogs are having, oh, Ramona. Ha- hashtag inappropriate. Like, I don't know you can do that in the workplace. What Ramona just did to Winona constitutes harassment of some kind. I won't say what, but it was harassment. It's certainly not what sisters should be doing. <laughs> Unless well, you go to any porn website, apparently. Because apparently that's what everyone's into <laughs> now. Oh. Um, the, the dogs have not been out for a walk today, so right. there is a chance that they will... Uh, they're protesting. They're currently it's- wrestling, then they had to wrestle through the bed, and then Ramona asserted her dominance over Winona with a... Well, an interesting finishing move, that's all I would say. Yeah. And now it's back into just general horseplay. But girls... We're talking about how great podcasting is and why it gives a genius like Tony Martin the chance to... Well, no, what I was really saying is, in, in some ways, it's, it's sad that he's not getting paid what he should be getting paid and having all the resources to make that he should be getting. But at the same time, 
there's nowhere that would give him the money to make the thing that he's making. And I love that he has decided to make it but regardless. It's also perfectly calibrated for the medium. Like I've been thinking for a while, like a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, people need to do more sketch type stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, radio plays, I guess. And I was talking to someone else, um, a friend of mine, a writer, about like what would a good spoof podcast about podcasting be? But then uh, Tony has just come up with the best concept, like a call-in show for a podcast. Right. Like it's so inherently ridiculous. Yeah. It's it, it arrives to the table funny. Yes. It is an inherently ridiculous idea. And then the world extrapolates from how ridiculous the idea is in the first place. Yeah, but that, uh, that Andrew Bolt impersonation is amazing. The reason I brought it up is, do you think, we talked about the balance of tidy righties and lefty loosies, yeah. but we have a bolt here who tightens mm -hmm. by going left. Yeah. So that's the moderate that you need. You were saying you need a balance of both. I say what you need, the most essential one, is the guy who... So you're, what you're saying is you're a centrist. I'm a centrist. Why don't you bloody yeah. go to America and vote for, for Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Booty Judy. <laughs> Go home, watch the episodes of The West Wing and just be the great centrist that you are. It is pretty amazing watching that from afar. Like, so as we're recording this, Bernie Sanders just won Nevada by a significant margin. And it is interesting watching the debate that's happening. Like the left have been so kind of focused on Trump and now they seem to have someone who has the popular vote and seems a lot of momentum. But now there's this entire discussion about if he's if he's going to win or if he's electable or uh, all these kind of like smear campaigns. It's like, haven't you guys been talking about for three years you want someone who you think can take on Trump? Well, no, I'm not taking this guy who seems to have the same amount of popular support that Trump had. And they're using the same arguments they were dismissing Trump with three years mm. ago about like, we can't let this guy in. He doesn't, he's not presidential. He's so aggressive. His fans are aggressive. Yeah. He's an outsider. He's an outsider. He, he can't wanna, possibly win. It's like, do you not remember? The guy just won with that description. We just think this guy's a better version of that. Well, that's why I think Bernie can win. And without having a great understanding of American politics, and I listen to a range of things, and they tell you a well, range apparently of... apparently it's a test of strength. That's how the, the, last, uh, the last election is <laughs> just they do like test of strength all day. Well, I think what could happen Throwing is... logs and shit. I Chasing mean, I, cheese I, down a hill. I would love... That's how I think it works. To see Bernie Sanders yeah. in a test of strength, by the way. <laughs> Because I think he'd have more in him than you'd imagine. Yeah. I think he's a bit of a wiry old man. Definitely. Yeah. Um, now, I, what I was going to say is I think that they need to get those people to vote for them that are frustrated with your politics as usual. Because politics as usual has got us to where we are pre-Trump. And then Trump is our first go at having a solution to that. Mm. And people are like, we need a drastic solution. We don't need politics as as usual that hasn't worked for us and then bernie's the other side of that he's 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 a different answer to the same question well do you feel my feeling with this kind of resistance from the center is that it's like we want change but we don't want dramatic change it's like but that's not how change works you know what i mean like incremental change doesn't actually change anything in the in the broader perspective you actually need to change things bring in new ideas and new approach well i think that incremental change is often good for those who are in power but you know have a kind of general philosophic belief that they would like other people to also experience good things right yeah so if you are in the you know centrist to liberal sort of world 
incremental change, of course, is something that you argue for because you get all the warm glow inside that you're, you know, doing reaching something. out. You're doing something. You're giving other people the opportunities that you have. Mm. But bit by bit, so we don't really have to lose our opportunities at the same time. Yeah. The idea that there's some sort of, you know, that you need to do something revolutionary to change things because inherently the way that we are living is wrong and there needs to be something more radical means that those who already have stuff might be at risk of losing stuff, right? Mm. Drastically losing stuff. That's the problem with a revolution is that if you've got it good before the revolution, you might not go so well post-revolution, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> the way they traditionally go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, if you've done any digging into revolutions. Uh, so, you know, you might not be the problem, but when they draw up the line between the people who are the problem and the people who aren't the problem, they're going to draw up the line with you on the side of the people who are the problem. And so I think for centrists, of course, absolutely, you know, the, the sort of change that they want to have is progressive change, right? Mm. Continually progressive change. No one really loses except for the people who are already losing. They just keep to... They... You'll lose at a slower rate. We'll try and stem the bleeding. Well, basically what they're saying is of the ones who've got stuff now, you can just lose it gradually or, yeah. you know, we can just grow other people gradually. But what they're saying to the people who have nothing or have less now is, but you have to keep staying how you are for longer yeah. because we don't want the people who've already got stuff to lose stuff. Mm. This is a very intensive and in-depth conversation about American politics we're doing on this podcast while my dog barks at me. And we don't even do characters. No. So yeah, anyway, it's, um, it's amazing to watch what's going on over there because it seems that there is this element of middle media and middle America or whatever, the, the anyone but Bernie sort of, you mm. know, Democrats who are just looking for any other option. Mm. And that's what it seems to be with all the other contenders. There'll just be times where, you know, there's a real push behind one or the other. And yet Bernie is the one who seems to be, you know, the answer to the question that well, people are asking. I think that, you know, when there was all that kind of furor around Joe Rogan's endorsement, or I think I'll vote for Bernie, whatever you want to call it. He actually said the one thing that I think nails it on the head, which is the dude has been consistent. Like... You just sort of feel like this is a guy, he feels sincere because he's always been like this, yeah. you know? He's always been very um, committed to his beliefs. And whether or not you, you like his approach or you think he's too aggressive or whatever it's like, I don't feel like with, I felt like with Trump, he promised to do this, this and this. But then when he got in, it's like, oh no, he's just still being the guy he was beforehand. He promised to be like a friend to working people and bringing jobs back and bringing pride back and all this kind of stuff. But then, you know... He didn't really. I could see why that's an appealing concept. If you're sick of politics and a guy comes in who you've seen on TV, he seems rich, he seems funny, he seems, you know, like got celebrity friends. He comes in and goes, this whole thing's fucked up, I imagine. Yeah, that would be if you want to change things. But he hasn't done that. Now you've got a guy who's like saying, I'll do this. That's what I think they can run on. Because if you run against him being sexist or racist or misogynist or any of the worst things, you know, that Trump has been, well, we've seen his like, support not really go down that much in opinion polls, right? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people who love Trump who don't care about any of that shit. The only thing that you could really convince them of, the microphone stand broke. You said this was going to happen too. I said to you that the microphone stand was going to break. This, this, and this is what's happened, Charlie. The entire system has had to be destroyed. Hey, I'm going to pause. I'm going to give Ramona something so she'll okay. stop barking. All right. <laughs> 
And we're back. I've bribed the dogs with Kongs full of uh, poached chicken. Is that good fathering? I think you're a dad. Is that good? Is a good so. way to? Yeah, because it's kind of like you're giving them a toy, but they've got to work for it. There's some kind of activity mm. involved. I think somebody would suggest that I've rewarded their bad behaviour in this podcast. Well, not traits, really, because you didn't just give them the chicken. Right. You said, "Here's an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Blue's Clues." Look, I know that you're not meant to be having screen time right now, but we're at a fucking restaurant, and I want to have a meal with your fucking mother. Yeah. Watch your fucking iPad. <laughs> That's the, I think that it, well, I think it's more like, no, it's more like take your footy and go kick it outside. Yeah. Here's a pack of twisties. Okay. Yeah. Inside the footy are a packet of twisties. <laughs> if you kick the footy enough, like a pinata, it's kind of a football combined with a pinata and it's got a packet of twisties in the middle. In fact, it's just a packet of twisties. <laughs> go and kick this packet of twisties around until the twisties fall out. Adam Spencer posted something on Twitter this week or probably a couple of weeks ago by the time people hear this, about having his, had his first twisty in about 20 years and just like how fucked up it was. How but, much twisties have changed? Well, just like, especially when you haven't had processed food in a long time, to then go to that thing. I remember I felt the same way about a cheesel. I haven't had like a cheesel in a long time. And I was at a finger food event. I was like, oh, cheesels. And so I got a few and I'm like, it was so weird. I'm like, what is this? It's like this cheese powder and like puffed rice. Like it was so weird. And then like the salt and the sugar hits you like straight away. Yeah, I would like to be able to say it's a long time since I've had a cheesel, but I would be lying to your face. I love a cheesel, but um, I don't eat twisties anymore because twisties are shit now. Right? Are they they shit? used to be amazing, and they've changed something. They're all the the cheesy sa- powder. They're all the same size for a start. What? Don't like it. I liked all the beautiful shapes and sizes of the Wasn't twisties. Wasn't the whole like ad campaign of twisties in like the 80s and 90s like life with a twist and it's like, hey, you never know what you're going to expect. Yeah, but now life's just the same. <laughs> yeah. like everybody else. Conform, twisties, straighties more like it. Yeah, twisties were those guys in the 60s who were like free love, yeah. man, they started commune and now they're all like corporate raiders. Yeah. <laughs> now they own a kombucha company and they're like, you know what? Voting conservative. <laughs> we got a lot of Mexicans making the kombucha. We had to... I, uh, I, ha- I had a very um, enjoyable summer and Christmas period of eating and drinking whatever I wanted. Normally I like mm. to watch what I ate. But uh, my skin was getting real bad. Like teenager bag where I had like pimples on my forehead. And sometimes I, for a while I was getting these painful like lumps. I thought they were pimples on my scalp. Mm. And I went and saw a dermatologist and said, oh no, welcome to your 40s. When you get older, your body just starts generating different floras, like D- bacteria. Different, different lumps. It, yeah, seriously. That's what she said. Is like, well, I mean, your most, skin will change. Half of your body or something is bacteria, right? Um, it's not that. Yeah, but no, that's like, not. <laughs> get most of my facts from South Park episodes. Yeah. But no, it's You're like... You're crawling. A, it's a zoo. A lot of your body is parasites and bacteria, even yeah. within your body. Like we talk about good and bad bacteria, but there's like the actual human bacteria is combined with a bunch of other bacteria at all different times to make up us so like at any stage when we're like wiping our nose or you know touching something on public transport we're just picking up more bacteria that just kind of lives on us and yeah and i guess like if you think about your body like a planet you know of course it's going to change it reacts to environments and you'd say like climate changing (laughs) yeah i was gonna say much like the planet 
With the chisels are my fossil fuels <laughs> yeah. that I have been pumping into my planet, and now things are not so good. Have you seen that planet? It's yeah. obese. Yeah. <laughs> the pimples you were getting were the unexpected weather events. Well, I actually I thought that because she I went on this like full three month treatment mm. of taking these pills because at first I was every time I'd have a like a breakout and I'd go and get antibiotics because the first GP I saw mm. said oh, I think you've just like it's a rash okay. or something, so I was getting like antibiotics. So dermatitis. Yeah, so I was getting I was getting antibiotics each time. What? Uh, well, I just realised that you know there'll be a bunch of doctors listening to this. Be <laughs> able to actually go. Well, probably not doing it. <laughs> well, they didn't know specifically what it was. She yeah. thought it was just like an infection or whatever. So I get antibiotics, but then it was happening so regularly. You don't want to take lots of antibiotics because obviously what your body gets used to them. So then I was actually in the US, and a doctor said, "Oh no, this is." completely different you should mm. see someone your skin what is you actually need is opioids yeah exactly <laughs> really it's a hardcore opioids would you like a thousand of them yeah now that's fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> um so i came back and saw a dermatologist here she said oh yeah the flora as you get older the the your body changes it produces yeah. different floras and stuff so you're just having a reaction it's just specific to you yeah. don't take antibiotics second puberty something like that so yeah. i had to take menopause acne pills that yeah. were like for three months, which she dries his skin out and blah, 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 blah. But got rid of them. And then she said, after that, you just need to use medicated shampoo every couple of, every couple of days or weeks. And I can't remember weeks or days. <laughs> I mean, there's a fair difference. Yeah. If she was like, you have to get... No, it's get, twice a week. You have to get this chemotherapy every couple of days or weeks. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't months? matter. Are you a doctor? <laughs> you listen to Tobop? She just drives off in her van. <laughs> having taken my wallet. <laughs> What's wrong with my head? Uh, yeah, uh, use a shampoo every couple of weeks or days, doesn't matter. <laughs> I think she was a doctor. Um, so I went away for a bit, but then it's been about a year or so. And then uh, it just started noticing around like January, yeah. they were back and I was also getting breakouts in my face. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to go see the dermatologist. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I've been eating and drinking whatever I want. Right. Let's go back to clean eating. So I'm not having any sugar or anything like that. Not drinking, just eating healthy wouldn't you not <laughs> within about four days completely cleared up like it was i was shocked by how quick the difference was when i just stopped eating shit for four days like my skin completely not completely cleared up but that started to be in progress and now it's all gone and it was just because apparently drinking alcohol every day <laughs> and eating whatever you want's not great for you uh, i mean yes but the, drinking alcohol and eating things that are not great for you is also like a pleasant way to pass your day. Yeah, it is a pleasant way to pass your day, but not every day mm. for three months as I realized what I've been doing. I hadn't been drinking a lot, but you know, because I do all the cooking at home so often, mm. as most You'll people do. A, half a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> half a case of wine. <laughs> no, I would say it was maybe like a couple of beers every couple of days. Maybe yeah. one beer one night, maybe none the next night, maybe two the next night. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot. But it, it was not, it didn't seem like a lot. But then I put on so much weight and my skin fucking went in. And it wasn't just the alcohol because the alcohol would then also lead to chips, ice cream, whatever. But I was just like, oh, holy shit, man. I'm so, I was so shocked by, is it, maybe it's a combination of I'm at an age now where that stuff does sit on you. Like once you, if you just have a big night out or whatever, it fucking hurts. So like in your 20s, you can eat McDonald's every day and it doesn't even show up. Now it's like, well, give yourself four days. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is it, right? Like it is just 
you know, your body is not, not processing shit. Like but it also, I, would it make a difference that you go through periods where you are clean living? Like, what's the evidence behind that? Is it better to just be like me, live shit all the time? Or is it... And then your body, then <laughs> You've got Team Piglet over here, just lying in his own filth, <laughs> sucking on that teat, sucking on society's teat. <laughs> like, never give your body a taste of what actual good living might look like yeah. so that it doesn't know what it's missing. And over here, you've got a salmon, swimming upstream, clean skin. Well, the problem is... Team Salmon. You're showing your body how good things can be. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when things aren't good, your body feels terrible whereas my body my body has no aspirations my body's <laughs> given up on its dreams my body's settled well, I think it's I think well for me I was never unhealthy I was just probably normal mm. like go to the gym a couple of days a week or whatever but didn't really watch what I ate and then doing that men's health thing kick-started this this period for me where I was like I actually feel better exercising now and it was one of those things that I I always thought I would exercise and stuff but to actually make it a sort of concerted part of my lifestyle now, I sort of, I, I don't think I can live without it. Like, I, I, the, there's a noticeable difference in my attitude, my work ethic, everything when I'm not living clean. It sounds so nerdy, but I guess this, this is getting older, man. <laughs> I mean, it's good that we can now get all those life improvement supplement products involved in sponsoring this podcast now that we've turned into fucking Joe Rogan. And you're going to start hunting your own elk or something. What? What do you? Where are you at at the moment with you? I know that you drifted away from your all vegan game changers yeah. diet. Yeah. Where are you at at the moment? I probably probably fifty fifty. Yeah. Probably fifty fifty. So just half the game changed. Yeah. Half. <laughs> it's just a half. We were leading at halftime, <laughs> and then we got overrun by meat in the second half. It was a draw. It was <laughs> a very honourable draw. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would make on average all right so so i'll prepare most i'll prepare food um most days and i'll make it in advance so jim she's running out the door she can grab something as well so so yeah, yesterday morning had eggs for breakfast not vegan what um how, how are you having your eggs for breakfast uh well this is gonna sound, this is your day on a plate yeah this is gonna sound bizarre to people mm. but it tastes delicious <laughs> with the shell on raw <laughs> yeah no, you make basically you make scrambled eggs. Yeah, but I add oats, like that, or it does already. Sound half a, a bit cup bizarre. of oats. Yeah, and you scramble them in a pan. Yeah, and then you, uh, sp and then you sprinkle cinnamon on it and yeah. mix in some almond butter, <laughs> and have it and top it with blueberries. What are you doing? It's fucking delicious. None of those things make sense together. Why Trust me, it's putting... like a dessert. It is delicious. I don't want it's it to be sweet like a dessert. Eggs. It's sweet too... almond eggs. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. It's sweet fucking almond gross. Eggs. It sounds disgusting. It sounds like something an old southern man would say. Sweet <laughs> almond eggs. Oh, I've forgotten my hat. Almond <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I do declare <laughs> sweet almond eggs. Sweet almond <laughs> eggs with cinnamon. <laughs> Look, this is something that my trainer, yeah. uh, she said... The diet I was designed was yeah. all about putting on muscle first. Uh -huh. So it's high protein. Yeah. And I, and I was like, this is going to be disgusting. And you've yeah. got to, it's the way you prepare it. You've got yeah. to actually 
Beat the eggs. It. Not eat it. <laughs> Let the eggs soak. I promise you, if you tried it, you'd like it. I would not like Everyone it. Everyone says that they won't, but then you try it and it's, it's actually good. It's like... Is it good I'm, though? I'm the guy 15 years ago who say, who's saying, well, dark chocolate and salt, really good. And you're like, fuck off. Those two things don't... Yeah, it. but that was me. I introduced yeah. you to dark chocolate and salt, so don't you pretend. Well, I'm you talking to you. <laughs> Imagine you came back. I, look, yeah, if you're a person who's super about... No, Everyone I know Taste, has tried it. Enjoy. I don't know anyone who, who's had it who hasn't liked it. I've okay. recommended it to a few different people. All right. So that's breakfast. Yeah. And then... I'm glad I asked this question. I did not realise it would be so absolutely bananas. But okay, fantastic. No toast, I'm imagining. Um, no, 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 go no with toast. toast? It doesn't no, no, go no, with no, toast. It's like, it's like a bowl of... You think about like a bowl of porridge. It's, yeah. it's like a dessert breakfast. So why the eggs then? Why am I putting eggs in it? Because couldn't I just have like porridge with... You know, the, protein, yeah. higher protein in eggs. Okay. Yeah. And it's also... Can I not just have a couple of boiled eggs? Because the more... The you can have... I mean, porridge is really good, but it's yeah. it's carbs. Well, what, what are oats? Is, aren't, aren't, aren't oats porridge? Yes. But you're having only half a cup. It's mainly eggs. So it's high protein. So you're going... The structure of your diet is yeah. like 30% carbs, you know, right. whatever percent protein, 10% fat or yeah. something like that. Mm. Healthy fat. 85% carbs, 15% fat. <laughs> <laughs> 85% salt, 5% sugar. It's out of 200. And I don't care what the other element is because once you've got that much salt and sugar, who gives a shit? And a pinch of umami. <laughs> uh, so then, well, I've alternated. So morning tea was, um, I was a vegetarian or vegan. It was um, asparag- grilled asparagus with uh, peanut uh, tofu satay. So tofu and like you just get raw peanut butter add some spices and stuff so okay. with asparagus grilled on the side I'm not I'm not anti that that sounds like a, that would be quite and nice. then I had um, does asparagus make your pee smell funny are you yes. one of those people yeah I don't I don't like it no me because I always forget yeah and I'm always thinking there's an initial thing of uh, do I have ball cancer yeah. no apparently it's a, to do you, like when you do DNA tests that's one of the things they can tell you from your DNA is yeah. there's certain DNA that is likely that you're people smell and there's others yeah yeah i remember the first time my grandfather pissed in my face <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you are my grandfather <laughs> family christmas it was the tradition it all pissed in each other's faces well, yeah, and just confirmed like, that we were in fact related like a human center week <laughs> like we did we'd eat the asparagus and then we would all turn around and we would piss in each other's faces and then that person would turn and piss in the other person's face and as long as it smelled, we knew that they were a family member. And we would sing the traditional family song, <laughs> We, we, in your face, asparagus, that's the taste we all enjoy. And then, so yes. then afternoon tea would be... Well, I had two. There was one that was a meat option. Hey, what are you having for lunch? That's morning. Well, morning oh, tea. Oh, you don't is do lunch. You no, do no, no. Morning tea yes. and afternoon so, tea. Well, sorry, I say morning tea. So this is lunch. That this is lunch coming up now. Four meals. Okay. So I'd have this around lunchtime. So it was either a veg mex box or a Cajun chicken box. So that's when you just take a bunch of different. So the veg mex box was. Um, uh, Shredded like iceberg lettuce, yep. black beans, corn, guacamole, um, uh, uh, like a vegetarian uh, salsa, uh, and uh, corn chips on that. So that was a vegetarian corn option. Chips. Yeah, plain corn chips, plain not corn cheese. Chips. Corn yeah. chips. Oh, and cheese, and cheese, a little bit. Oh, of, you can have cheese? Yep. Sour yeah. cream? Healthy fats. Uh, what? Sour cream? 
uh, yogurt. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'll settle for yogurt. Uh, and then the other one was a Cajun chicken box, which is much the same, mm. but it had brown rice, a turmeric, brown turmeric rice, um, beans, something else. I can't remember. Um, like a chopped vegetable, like capsicum or something like that, okay. and then grilled chicken. Yep. Uh, and then dinner, um, have a soup, vegetarian soup, or Ooh, something light. Okay. Yeah. So a light dinner. Light dinner, yes. All right. Uh, sometimes I do a, a Brussels sprout salad with, uh, well, it's not vegetarian, but there's vegans, it's vegetarian. There's goat's cheese in that uh-huh. with um, pomegranate seeds and quinoa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds all right. Yeah, so that's Nothing about 50 your weird-ass breast- breakfast, I was fine with the rest of your days. <laughs> It was good. It's not that... It's, I'll skip breakfast. Have you ever had sweet eggs? Well, you've had French toast, right? I've had French toast. Yeah. Okay. So French toast is you're taking egg and you're adding like a sweet component to it, right? Yeah, but... And bread... so imagine instead of bread, you're using oats. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to not imagine that. <laughs> there is another option you can eat it without oats is you use rice flakes, which are very... I couldn't find them anywhere in the States, but there is one brand in Australia. This is a good tip for people who want to have a healthy... Um, sweet almond eggs <laughs> breakfast. Sweet almond Instead eggs. of using oats, you can also use rice flakes. So I think it's only at Woolworths or Cole, mm. one of the big supermarkets, yeah. I remember which. Oh, you've, you've really narrowed that down for people. One of the two major supermarkets <laughs> in this country. One of the two major organisations that control 96% of your shopping dollar. Um, I can't remember which one, but it's not available. <laughs> but it's not available anywhere else. So once you find it, don't think you can find it. <laughs> At IGA. <laughs> You've really narrowed it there. Um, but that's just so, that's, it's like, hard to describe. They're called rice flakes. They're little yep. hard chips of rice. Yep. Um, and that's really good as well because that gives you the, the carbs you need without. Do you snack? Is there any snacks in your that, day? Well, that is the snacks. The, the asparagus with tofu is a snack. But or, like, what or, about or like. fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, protein balls. Yeah, are uh, they good? What do you, I mean? What 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 snack would you? Have chocolate or some no. chips? <laughs> no. Well, because what I'm what I'm a normal tr- snack. What I'm trying to a avoid red velvet lamington. That's is what I had today. <laughs> processed sugar, so yeah. I can have fruit if uh, sugar if it's natural yeah. in honey. But I'm just trying to avoid but you anything. You can't have a red velvet lamington. Sounds good. Maybe you can't have donuts you. like I had on the way home from my gig last night. Oh, see, I, I was going to have one donut and then she gave me heaps of free ones because she liked me on the telly. I've, yeah, I it it's hard because I do like desserts. That's my that's my problem. Like last night, I tried to manufacture a snack dessert. Oh yeah, here we which go. was coconut eggs, rice. <laughs> <laughs> was coconut? Coconut? This was coconut yogurt, yeah. cinnamon, uh, blueberries, and almonds. Cinnamon, blueberries, almonds. Oh, well, that's okay. And co- do you have you tried coconut yogurt? Yeah, I don't that's mind vegan. It. I don't mind coconut yogurt. Me, I like I it. Like I actual... like it better than real yogurts. I oh, reckon. Really? No, yeah. I love yogurt. I'm like, I like yogurt more than ice cream. I think. And Frozen yeah. yogurt, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but even just regular yogurt, I'm a big yogurt fan. If there's a uh, frozen yogurt place in Byron Bay that I reckon does. I don't know what it is. What they put? Probably CBD. <laughs> They put something in their yogurt because I know... It makes you real relaxed and sleepy. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious and you want more yogurt. And my Parkinson's yeah. is gone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I had glaucoma when I came to Byron Bay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, don't you reckon? It's like... 
There's one in Melbourne Central. Oh, okay, I haven't had that, that one. Up, uh, for whatever reason, they're like they're like vanilla or they're plain or whatever. You know, they're basic. Vanilla is the test of frozen yolk. Yeah. If they nail vanilla, I think you can trust the other flavors. Well, that, but also, if they nail vanilla, I have. No I mean, sorry, natural. They yeah, nail natural. natural. Yeah. If they nail natural at a frozen yogurt shop, I'm not tasting any of their other ones. Oh, because really? So then you got all the toppings. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Any <laughs> room some crushed up tin tans. Exactly. You know what? I need mini cheesecakes on top of this natural yogurt. You're thinking. This is a healthy option. Yeah, I was going to so say. There's is no that, way that this caramel sauce will make any difference. Is that your thinking? Is you've just had something to yeah. eat and you're like, I want dessert, but I want to be healthy. Yeah. So I'm going to get a frozen yogurt. Natural. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> now let me just natural leave room to pile Oreos and, and jelly babies. Everything in this room in Willy Wonka's <laughs> Chocolate Factory on top of it, please. It it is like a drug, sugar though. That I mean, talking about, I'm getting so excited. I feel like we're two junkies talking about like getting a score. I'm like, oh man, it's the best feeling. Like I do. I really. I walk past Donut Time because I'm in Melbourne. I think that's the after that. The rapid ascent and then spectacular descent of that company. Yeah, but then someone's obviously bought just a, the a store. franchise or a store. And yeah, they're, they're back making donut time donuts. In fact, that's where I went to get a donut last oh. night. Except that they were already closed, and so I ended up at the other donut place just slightly down from that. There's another one. Where were you? Uh, down on the co- in the city of Melbourne, okay. in, on the corner of uh, Flinders Street, and uh, I think I thought I knew all the donut places in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually done like the last last year. I when I was down here, I did like a a walking tour of Melbourne's donut shops because I love donuts so much. So I actually put it on Twitter. I asked people to recommend donut shops in Melbourne. So do a walk on the CVD. I'm going through a massive lemington phase. Right. So I had a red velvet lemington today. Yesterday I had a lemington Hang donut. Hang on. Donut. That's why pardon my ignorance. Yeah. But have lemingtons been like... Uh, oh, lemingtons are back, baby. Pimped? But have they been like... Is it like what happened with donuts four years ago? Absolutely. Pimp my lamington. White chocolate lamington. Because the cafe I've been going to this week has all these different color lamingtons. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's going on yeah. here? I, I've just become aware of this. Yeah, it's the lamington renaissance. Right. Lamingtons are back and I could not be happier. I love lamingtons. I don't know what it so is. So how do you trick them up? Nutella, let me guess. Mm. So you change like the coating, like the outside. Yeah, so the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the filling must be, that's the real draw card here. So you're getting Nutella now? Well, here's the thing. You say that, there must be somewhere that's doing Nutella. But maybe the problem with the Nutella would be the construction of it with the, like, the, the, the fluffiness sponge, of the sponge yeah. cake. <laughs> Like we have fucking any idea. <laughs> Nutella feels a bit thick to me to be a good... Yeah, but you'd have a dispenser. Yeah. So you'd have just like one of those big like icing dispensers. Yeah, but it feels like if the sponge cake's going to be soft enough, then the Nutella's just going to kind of gradually heat sink, the, heat the, sink into the, you know... Mm. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe there's a great opportunity there. Um, different types of cream, different types of jam, different flavors really. The one that I... So it's a most, sponge cake, is The most delicious one that I've had... Is a lamington without a, coconut and chocolate coating a lamington still? So they still have a coating that's normally a chocolate... Coconut. Coconut. So the red velvet one had like a red velvet and kind of a, you know, a kind of red coconut thing on it. The one that I loved the most was I had this like white chocolate key lime... Oh my God. ...lamington. And so Where are you like, getting these from? Just wherever sells a good lamington, man. But how have you been finding them? Because Word I'm, on the street, I'm, man. I'm <laughs> you're part, I'm you're on eyes. some dark web I'm chat room, lamington keep, lovers. Keeping my eyes open, Coco Boys. You just 
<laughs> I saw Will Anderson the other night. He was standing alone at the top of this alleyway at night, and then some other guy came up. They seemed to exchange a note. <laughs> well, true, true, I saw Will like half an hour later with a bag full of lemons. True story though. Like last night, to fit your description, I did this gig in the city. And I was like, I'm going to walk home. But on the walk home, I'm going to get myself a lamington because I was like, I was craving yet another lamington. And I could not find a place to get a good lamington. And so that's why I ended up at the donut shop get buying a lamington donut. So I ate a lamington donut. So so that's not a sponge. No, it's, it's a, a donut. donut that in just sh- on the outside has the chocolate icing and with the coconut. Oh, that's and then inside clever. has the... That's yeah, clever. The <laughs> that's clever, he says. It's genius. <laughs> Who is this genius who came up with it? But I love how, like, what it is is in the description of the food. And I'm like, so it's a Lamington donut. I yeah. couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah. such a thing. What would it be like? Did you ever get into cronuts? Yeah, I like a cronut. I mean, they, they're... It, it's, too much. It's too much lot. at the top end. It's too much treble. Like, croissant and icing yeah. is all about treble. You need a bit of base. And that's what you're missing with a with a, uh, a cronut. I know, but you know what they're nice to do? Kind of like, because they're Throw so... Throw at homeless people. <laughs> they're so sugar... As a, like, to help them, you go, yeah. you need a sugar yeah. here. Here's a free... Yeah, donut. I'm saying like day-old bakery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but then you throw it really hard. Oh, this guy's Charlie. doing so much good work, but I feel like he's... I think he's getting off on throwing the uh, the, the, the cronuts no one in Melbourne who feeds the homeless more than he does. But have you seen how he does it? He yeah. actually hurls it. Yeah, I know. It's a real enigma. <laughs> We don't want to stop him, but at the same time, we're getting a lot of complaints. <laughs> an old, he knocked an old kid off a bike. <laughs> an old kid. He knocked a young kid off a bike. <laughs> young man, but an old kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> he was about 22, I'd say. The world's, oh, the world's worst real. eyewitness. <laughs> he was either an old kid or a young, or a very young old man. You saw the accident. What happened? Oh, it was horrible. The car came around the corner and, and knocked him off his bike. How old would you say he was? Oh yeah, he was an old kid. I'm sorry. Twenty-two to twenty-eight. <laughs> he was an old kid. Uh, um, good stuff. Yeah. So white chocolate, um, key lime, uh, with the kind of like the. So that's white chocolate white cream instead of. Uh, white the chocolate, chocolate on the outside coating. with coconut, so that's beautiful together. Hmm. Then white sponge in the middle. I think that's too much. I and don't then like key it. Lime and, I, I don't like it. You know, I don't like it. sound it too sweet. Too I know because the key lime like kind of you know softens the white chocolatey. Did flavor, you? So it's not too much. When were you living in LA? Did you ever go to House of Pies in? Uh, is it like Silver Lake, Los Feliz? It's like an old school diner. Sounds very familiar. Sounds like I if think you're that, driving, I think that I did. If you're driving up to Griffith, yeah, it's kind of, it's is it Griffith. Yeah, it's not far from there, Griffith Park. Yeah. That place, like, I've, I don't know how I found it, but years ago. But it's that classic old school American diner that you see in movies, where you sit in the booth and you get the menu. And um, but they have every pie under the sun. Every time I go back to LA, I try and make a trip there because I love it so much. But I thought that you could never eat too much pie. And I was right. <laughs> they can bring they bring you slices of everything. You can go up. There's like 40, 40 different variety of pie. Like, and it's all that stuff that growing up in Australia, we never really had like chocolate cream pie or pecan pie or pumpkin pie or anything like that. It is so good. And they'll just bring like, it's like that. And we remember the ironic punishment that Homer gets. When it's like donuts, eh? That's what it's like. They'll just keep bringing you slice after slice after slice. It is the best. 
I have not been. No, I, I, I thought it's sounded like familiar, but I would remember. I would remember pie that. or cake. Have we had this discussion? Oh no, cake over pie, definitely. Pie. But, but yeah, but um, no, I'm happy to go to a house of pie as well. Yeah, house of Lamington would really get me interested. But yeah, no, it, so cake, de- cake, and then pie. Death row. Yeah. What is your dessert? You get three course meal. You get <laughs> you get sweet almond eggs. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> That's what I'd say. We're going to over and over. Take me to the chair. They just find me. Untouched meal. I've electrocuted myself. I've stuck he the, couldn't wait. I've stuck the fork in the PowerPoint and electrocuted myself. Uh, what am I going to eat for dessert? Final dessert. And this is not only just your final dessert. This is the last thing you'll ever yeah. eat. This is the flavour you're going out with. Okay. It's probably going to be... Um, it could be anything, any meal, even if it's a meal you had in one restaurant once. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So the the best dessert I ever had in my entire life, I can remember it. <laughs> What's my birthday? Oh, no idea, no idea. <laughs> but this fucking cake. <laughs> oh, we follow each other on Facebook. Thirty first of July. Yeah, good. Well done. Okay, not too bad. Um, but twenty uh, ninth um, of Jan. No! 31st of Jan. Oh, 30th of Jan. 31st of Jan. Oh. 29th of Jan. Tables have turned. <laughs> um, uh, what I was going to say is that, yeah, no, I remember the best dessert I ever had. The best dessert I ever had was um, in uh, Florence. In, yeah. Italy. Uh, Italy. And uh, we were there just for one night and we asked the hotel concierge just to give us a tip for a... Like we wanted like an authentic sort of, you know, local restaurant that we could go to, but that would be really nice. And um, it's a beautiful city anyway, just an absolutely stunning city. I'd love to go back there and spend more time there, but... Um, better hurry up. We went to this little... Um, uh, <laughs> I said that. <laughs> Sounds like a threat. <laughs> me? Yeah. Do you think it's like, what's going first? Florence or me? <laughs> yeah. You're hurry up, dude. I mean, yeah, I got this Jeez, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I don't know why I said it. I was trying to write this joke for my show the other night because I wanted to link me getting older to Greg from the Wiggles having a heart attack. And so I looked up how old Greg from the Wiggles was and I was hoping he'd be close enough to my age so that like the link would work. And then I realized he was way too close to my age. (laughs) I was like, oh fuck, that could be me. (laughs) Anyway, um, we went to this uh, restaurant and it, it was a beautiful restaurant it had a little, you know, basement wine cellar where you could sit at tables down there. But, you know, just everything you'd want from... And beautiful staff, like, incredible meal. But through the entire meal, they kept saying, you've got to save room for the cheesecake. And <laughs> I, I I love desserts and I love cheesecake, so I probably was going to anyway. But, like, Amy does not like cheesecake. I don't like cheesecake. Yeah. And so every time they would say, and we'd be eating this amazing food, they'd be like, but make sure... It's our specialty. You've got to try this cheesecake. And so we get to the end and the waiter's been so lovely, but also so kind of insistent about this cheesecake that both Amy and I have cheesecake. And we both agree that it was the greatest dessert that we've ever had in our life. The waiter was absolutely right. In fact, the only thing the waiter didn't do correctly was tell us not to eat so much so that we could have two cheesecakes because it was fucking... And what was the... It was, was built out of... It was literally like the simplest version of cheesecake that you could ever look at you right. know just literally you know was like it a, a biscuit biscuity base, base and then like you know 
what that traditional cheesecake and then but it was just whatever whatever they did whatever magic they had made in that kitchen it was so you get that cheesecake that cheesecake right. that specific cheesecake yes but a bigger serve than i had that night please <laughs> would what you, about you would you eat would you eat sweet almond eggs to, if that was part of the condition you if you eat the sweet almond eggs you can have the cheesecake how much sweet almond eggs do I have to like just a normal serve like so it's normally like five eggs worth and beat like beat up it's you like it i reckon you like it i want two cheesecakes <laughs> <laughs> all right done uh i don't know i was trying to think while you I, I can't no one single single thing comes to mind but everything you've just described like a five-star restaurant i imagine and just like culinary but everything that i think of is like the dirty stuff like hot jam donuts from the football that's still one of my favorite things i mean i I do love a fancy donut. I'm really impressed with what people do now, but there is something to be said for just that bag of six hot jam donuts. And I don't know if it's associated with just being happy, like leaving the football or being with friends or whatever, or, you know, there used to be a place near, near the train station at school that sold them as well. You know, and it's that specific kind of, the, the hot jam donut, it's got, to, it's got to be the size of the donut and it's got to be how it's cooked and it's got to be soaked in the oil of like centuries of donuts before it. And how do you feel about a couple of things? Firstly, have we spoken about jam not being jam? Have we spoken about this? Did you see any of those articles around, you'll never believe that the jam in hot jam donuts isn't actually jam? Right. I would like, I'd believe that. Yeah. Have you eaten a hot jam donut? I would absolutely believe that. I would have been surprised to learn that it is actually jam. But also... I think when you have, like if you go to an artisan baker yeah. and they have real jam, it doesn't taste as good. No. You're like, you need the radioactive jam shit. Jam donuts are not meant to have jam in them, mate. They don't <laughs> taste right with jam in them. And then the second one is, uh, what, what do you feel about new fillings instead of the jam? So like oh, like South, Nutella. And, yeah, South Melbourne Market, uh, they'll do you a Nutella hot donut. Uh, pff, you know, I, I think it's fine. I will always gravitate to hot jam, I think. Nutella, I think, is pretty good, but Nutella need like I think donut time to a great one because it's a nice, big, soft, fluffy donut around it. It's almost like a brioche bun. That what you can do is it's like, but that's not a hot jam. What is the? No, I'm talking about time. the Nutella one. Oh, Nutella. Right, yeah. yeah. So have you had one? So it's like got a big dollop of Nutella at the top, and then as you break it open, there's a reservoir of Nutella in there. And so the great thing about it is you break the donut apart, and you sort of. It's like you're at a fondue party, you're dipping it in Nutella and eating, and it's great because it's this big, fluffy, sweet cinnamon donut. But if they just deep fry a normal donut and stuff it with Nutella, it's not the same experience because Donut Time have baked that one in a specific way to make it light and fluffy and perfect to go with Nutella. Uh, so it just depends on how that donut is prepared. I don't think you can just ad hoc whack custard in cream and all that kind of stuff and it works. I think there's different ways to make I should actually make donuts, shouldn't you I? You probably should. <laughs> I mean, I was watching, uh, Tofop now has an Instagram TV channel. We've been posting video. I'm going to be uploading a lot, bunch of the back catalog to Instagram TV because that's apparently where people watch stuff now. <laughs> Who knows where people consume content. And so I started following a few accounts from the Tofop account. And I started following The Rock. Uh, two things. Um, when, I when I updated the Tofop Instagram page, all of James Fosdark's work, which is all up there now. So every bit of episode artwork that's ever been done by James it's now on the Tofop page. So we're going to make the Tofop Instagram page a thing now. So you should probably start following it. It's just at Tofop lowercase um, if you're on Instagram. So as I was uploading all that artwork, I got to see all of them very closely. 
the amount of times that The Rock <laughs> features in the artwork. And so I was like, holy shit, we, I would, it's, it, The Rock is the Rihanna of celebrities we've talked about. I know we've talked about him and I assume he'd feature heavily, but we've done like, there's like at least three bits of art that he's on that skyscraper, the musical, Kid Rock, Paper Beats Rock. And I'm sure that's just, <laughs> I'm sure there's more. So anyway, I was, followed his Instagram account and that dude, I know we've talked about him a lot, but can we just <laughs> slip up, let's talk about, about him one more time. We don't want any artwork for us. We've had enough. But his Instagram account is just like, so he's got his personal one. Then he's got the millions. We're the new Triple M because we, between all our podcasts, we talk about the rock sport and comedy. <laughs> I should go cans of kombucha. He sees Instagram account is his personal one. Then there's like multiple channels for all his different projects. And so he, biggest action star in the world, has his own production company, also produces TV, also acts in a TV show, also produces uh, like a a Ninja Warrior type show that he also hosts Mm. while also running this fucking tequila company. And then he's post, and while also dropping in, flying his private jet to the WWE training center so he can talk to a bunch of kids, you know, people who are training at NXT before going off to shoot his DC film. Meanwhile, on his own channel, he's filming, it's Monday morning at 4.30 a.m. He's going to do his workout and he's just going through his kit bag and joking and just so funny and watchable. And it's just literally him with his camera. I was thinking about it and I'm like, so this dude crosses... The only thing he doesn't do is politics. He does entertainment, health, TV, he uh, wrestling. He uh, he has his own. He's a businessman. He's an athlete. You could argue he's an athlete, right? Absolutely. From the wrestling, yeah. Movie star, TV star, and producer, he was a professional. He was a Canadian league or whatever football. Yeah, like, played football. So he's doing that at the most optimum capacity in all these different areas, and it's almost like when you look at his body, his physique. It's like the same attention to his career. It's in his body. Like the way he, if you follow his Instagram, like he'll arrive at a hotel room at whatever in the morning and there'll already be a treadmill in there and he's fucking on that treadmill looking through scripts, making notes. He ta- I watched one of these other videos where he's talking to these NXT kids about, you know, how the secret to his success. But he's talking about vision boards. He said every office he has, it's just covered in like quotes, images, things that inspire him, things he wants to do, goals. But he said the most important thing that he leaves on his vision board is a shit that didn't go well, that he got wrong. And he said he puts a big circle around that because he's gone, that is as important as the what you're aiming for is what didn't go right and what can you learn from that rather than retreating from it. I go, okay, what's the next thing? So I'm just watching this going like, is this dude operating at his most optimal capacity? Like, could you, if he, if he incorporated politics into his life, I reckon he could lead the lead a country or lead a state or whatever while also doing all this other stuff because he seems to be in this zone where he's just got shit on lockdown isn't it amazing we're living in a world where we go geez it'd be nice to have the trump <laughs> trump gone as president so that the rock could be president <laughs> but it's true well trump won with a bit of that wrestling you know Fan, yeah, yeah he went of, on WWE and, right and he, he just had that sort of attitude that he treated politics like wrestling right mm. that was what was good about him he was entertaining he could do sound bites he could kind of play the heel but get the crowd on side at the same time so the idea that the only person who could beat somebody who has you know based a lot of their success and media strategy off professional wrestling is mm. to recruit someone 
who used to be a professional wrestler. The Rock may be the answer. But I mean, his politics might be exact, what if Bernie, exactly the same. What if with the Bernie rock. tapped the Rock for the ultimate tag team, maybe VP? So you can still make your movies. You can still do the other things you need to do. I don't know. Bernie runs on a ticket with the Rock. The Rock isn't the Rock too rich? I mean, the Rock Bernie, surely twenty twenty. No, the, would be Bernie's close a, to Bernie's a billionaire. Bernie's not a billionaire. Well, he's a multi, millionaire, multi millionaire. But, but the Rock is in. I don't know. Look, I don't know anything about the Rock's politics. I don't yeah. think he's ever really spoken about it. But I'm. I wouldn't imagine that he's a fan of socialism. No, but I reckon that'd be. But I think the Rock is a fan of like you know people getting the opportunity to do better in life. But isn't that more of a what Republicans Trump I, it is their flossy bootstraps kind of stuff? No, I reckon the Rock would be into like paying his tax and looking after the little person and giving back and all these sort of things. I think he'd be your good. That's what Bernie needs. Well, that's Bernie at least needs the, somebody. That, you know, everyone's like, yeah, but The Rock believes in aspiration and... I just think he's too much of a... St- the, the Rock doesn't scream every man to me. <laughs> That's what I'm... The whole point of what I'm talking about is watching it, I'm like, this dude, in every, in every capacity that you take him in, from physically mm. to how he speaks to what his ventures are, it's like... Like, he's, like I said, his body, to me, is like the manifestation of his attitude to life, which is just like intense focus and discipline. Well, I mean, he is a man who... Yeah, when he was a wrestler, set his sights on becoming a movie star and did it. And we've all watched it. Like, it, people thought it was ridiculous at the time. Remember? I, I almost I Johnson, can't remember Rock that. Johnson. Like, I, I would like to say, you know, I'll claim him when I, when I pick him. I, can, I have always loved The Rock. Yeah, same. And, you know, back in the Triple J days, we had half an hour with The Rock on air one morning. Like, back before, you know, when he was still you know, wrestling The Rock, transitioning into movies. And he came in and did half an hour with, of radio with Adam and I, and it was the only interview he did on his Australian tour. And he came in because we had demonstrated that we were kind of like big fans of his. And so he came in, did half an hour on the show. And I remember it being the last time I was genuinely starstruck in front of somebody. Like right. my heart beat faster that I was <laughs> genuinely blown away by someone's charisma in person. And on the radio, he was so entertaining mm. you could just tell there was something special about him and then everything that he has done since has proved that that is absolutely the case yeah like there's rare people that we've got to see self-actualize and i guess that's what you're responding to right is that mm. self-actualization of what he's capable of doing yeah. we've watched that happen in front of our eyes and in public because yeah. he's gone from being you know the star of this thing that is seen as a bit of a joke and then just create an entire industry where now any wrestler can aspire to be an actor and a movie star. Well, yeah, it's. I think it's that thing of any maverick or any person. What did we... Uh, we talked about it on a previous episode. Visionary. Was it Visionaries? Yeah, yeah sure. Visionary. Is that someone who looks at what they do and goes, well, this could be so much more. The first person to do that is always just such a... Like, you're right, before that wrestlers very rarely made it into the mainstream without being a joke. Right. You know, Hulk Hogan was probably as close as anyone got. But, but was, even that was very jokey yeah, still. A yeah. lot of it. But then what he what he has done is just sort of prove that, yeah, there is a pathway now. And so I guess, I mean, who would be the next one after him? John Cena, John I, Cena guess. I guess. Which took a while. Yeah. Um, have you watched uh, Fighting With My Family? Yeah. What did you think? I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. Just, have, you, have you seen the documentary it's based on? No. Go watch that. It's fucking 
it's awesome. They do such a great job in recreating that family. They don't look like that, but well, there's bits at the end of the, Finding My Family where they show oh, is footage. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, no. But I really love that. And again, just The Rock, just Charisma. fantastic. But a movie like that would never exist without The Rock. So it was great that The Rock was in it as well. I just, I mean, he did. Um, uh, he did someone's. An interview with, I think it's like Jamie Foxx. It was someone like you wouldn't expect, but you know, one of those GQ sit down and chat things. And he told this story about how, because I think Jamie Foxx brought up or someone, it came to the conversation that you have a reputation of being like really polite and lovely to work with and stuff. And he told a story about when he first came to Hollywood meeting one of his like, I think it was like an action hero idol. And he was a total dick to him. And he was like, I will never be that guy. Like, I'm just so grateful to be where I am. And he knew that he was sneaking in a path that other people hadn't gone. He's like, I'm, why would I be anything but grateful for this? I mean, it's either that or he's just gotten a tremendous PR. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but whatever it is about him, the relentless energy that he has to just keep doing things is... Well, you know, it's that thing too of... It's kind of similar to, to Joe Rogan in that you've got two guys who had no business becoming where they are now in terms of their interests were so specific. Like to a guy who's into martial arts and psychedelics and conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah. And then you've got a, a professional wrestler yeah. and both of them have found an audience. Yeah. If 15, pursuing, if 15 years ago, you said had that guy said, from Fifth, you know, who's going to be the biggest, yeah, like broadcaster in the world, the dude from talk radio and uh, who's going to be the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah. The people's <laughs> elbow. <laughs> so who would be the modern equivalent of that? Who's like a, a supporting character in a sitcom. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It gives you hope for every <laughs> yeah. supporting, you know, it'd be great if the Australian podcast market suddenly was, you know, dominated by Nudge from Hey Dad who put together a podcast. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> you heard Nudge, nudge, wink, wink? <laughs> uh, how long are we doing? Should we do some oh, yeah, letters? Yeah, no, we've, we've done an hour. So okay, let's, cool. Let's, let's, let's finish up with a couple yeah. of letters from Tafop Respondents. Um, these are the letters sent to us just through our regular email, which is email, uh, email tofop at gmail.com. There is another way to contact us, maybe a way to contact us that has some reward attached to it. It's called Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a crowdfunding site. It's the way that we uh, keep this show running. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash tofop and sign up for any amount from a dollar to as much as you can afford. And when you do that, you uh, get access to all our bonus content. So we're putting some new stuff up the last couple of weeks. Uh, letters that are written to us exclusively from our Patreon subscribers. Um, so if you want to send us a message via Patreon, you should, because you can win yourself a sticker pack, a sticker sheet. Limited. Limited edition. Limited supply. We've got about five left. <laughs> but we are going to come up with some new merch. Um, I think I mentioned uh, a week ago, or a couple of weeks ago, temporary tattoos. Yes. I might put a poll on Twitter because we've got some ideas for like fridge magnets, temporary tattoos. If it's some bullshit merch that you think you'd like, maybe I'll do a poll and whatever people want the most of, we'll get some of those made yeah. up. And that can be our prizes for Patreon letter writers. Sounds good. But this is not Patreon, Will, because we still, we're still men of the people. <laughs> we let people who don't support us on Patreon message us. And this is from Alex. It's a two guys, one cup question, but I thought we can talk about it on this, on this show. Alex says, Charlie, please don't read my last name on the podcast if you ever get to this mailbag segment, as I am a doctor. Nice. 
Whilst I do appreciate you keeping me laughing so that I can keep my patients living, I don't need my patients to know this, uh, to know that this is the secret behind their healthcare. Have you seen the Warwick Kappa UltraTune ad? I haven't. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. I mean, I haven't watched it, but I've seen it on, you know, I haven't heard the sound. So okay. from what I can tell, it's like a Baywatch kind of spoof with mm. Warwick Kappa on the Gold Coast and Pamela Anderson's there and a bunch of scantily clad, clad like stripper type uh, ladies. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I needed to hear what was in the dialogue. It's no. an UltraTune ad. So he says... Warwick that, would have been like, eh, um... <laughs> ah, geez, girls. Yes. Yeah, I see uh, my, uh, my car's got airbags and so do you. <laughs> Wouldn't have been that clever. <laughs> that would be way beyond what the actual the whiz. is. Um, okay, it says, so many staples of Tofop, two guys, one cup. A spurious link to football. Okay. <laughs> nice one. White Kappa. Is he like yeah. a staple? I think he's more of a staple of um, junk time, to that be honest. True. But he does come up. Great hair. Great hair. Will's hatred of the Gold Coast. Yeah, I assume true. that's where they shot. Yeah. Yes, I think so too. I love this show. Looking forward to another year of comedic football commentary. Well, probably a bit of sizzle. By the time you hear this, we probably have our first uh, or our season preview of Two Guys, One Cup it's coming out. It's actually coming up very quickly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, listen to that if you like this show. We had an off-air football conversation today. It was a slight warm-up for yeah, the podcast. Yeah, you didn't... You're not... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Sean writes in. Uh, two colon fop, a question about the intro. Two colon fop. Hey guys, here's another tasty tidbit for you. It's not the accepted entree. No. Here's another tasty toe fop tidbit. Yeah. I am not a healthcare professional. Reading this. I'm not I'm not a healthcare professional, but uh, I hope I've qualified. I have the same question pop into my head with every episode. However, I normally listen to toe fop while driving, so I can't get to the phone to the phone immediately and forget to ask after I finished driving. Today, I'm listening at the doctor's... Um, today, I'm listening at the doctor's in brackets. At, well, that counts. I'm listening at the doctor's in brackets, number one podcast a month healthcare users. And I have plenty of time to write in the waiting room. In Dixie's intro, he says the podcast is not recommended for anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. It's not a bad John Dixie, isn't it? Yeah. What do you reckon, my John Deeks? I mean, not terrible. Not terrible, not, not good. Like, you wouldn't know it was John Deeks if I just nah, did it. If you hadn't said, this is my John Deeks. <laughs> Sean's question is, does the succinct, coherent conversation have a point? Or does the person who enjoys coherent conversation have a point? Read it again. Does the succinct, coherent conversation have a point? Or does the person who enjoys coherent conversation have a point? Now, in, read the intro again. In your John Deeks. Anyone who enjoys, uh, it's not recommended for anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Uh, the conversation? For not for anyone who enjoys conversation that might have a point. So it's connected to the conversation. I think the conversation. Yeah. Because you can start without a point, but the conversation, no, I don't know. That's a fucking head scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thanks for the laugh, Sean. All right, last one. Uh, Angela writes in to say, suggestion for philosophy. Okay. Even you, well, you, well, by the take, time... I don't take philosophy suggestions through the Tofop mailbag. <laughs> Hi, My guys. suggestion is contact us through the appropriate forums. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm not sure we have an email, actually. So. We, we, I don't think we do. No. Uh, loving all of the pods and looking forward to the return of Two Guys, One Cup for the AFLM season. Controversial. After finally listening to the deep dive into the final two Avengers films, I thought about 
how great it would be to have Simi Liu interviewed on Willosophy. He's in Sydney filming the Marvel film Shang-Chi, so it might be a good crossover into that universe. Check out his socials. Hope it works out, Ange. Okay. All right. I don't even know. So I don't know anything about that. Shang-Chi. That's a Marvel character, I imagine. And what's it about? I'm going to guess Shang-Chi martial arts. Or is that too racist? Well. To assume just because it sounds Asian. Is it Asian Shang-Chi? Yeah, it sounds Asian. And he's called Lu. Martial arts? Dragons. Ghosts. (laughs) Potentially all of those things. Dragon ghosts. Some sort of martial arts. Oh, no. It is martial arts. I remember Weekly Planet talking about it. Shang-Chi. Not Iron Fist, but like that, right? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, good. go out strong. Do you want to promote your show? <laughs> I, uh, am, I'm doing stand-up shows. By the time you hear this, I'm probably in, in Adelaide. So come and see me at the Adelaide Fringe doing my show, Well Informed. I'm actually uh, very excited about how it's all come together. I, it's a show that I debuted in Melbourne last year, but I've sort of rewritten substantially about half of it. And uh, it's come together really well. So that's uh, very exciting. And then... After that, I'll be in Melbourne doing Will Legal for two weeks and then What You Talking About Will for two weeks after that. That is my completely improvised show. Every show completely different. Come along and see that. That'd be really cool. And last time I'm doing Will Legal in Melbourne. And then after that, there are dates at other places around the country already on sale. So go to comedy.com.au. And I have another podcast called Dad Pod that I do with Usher Ginsberg. It's a parenting podcast, I guess, but it's just really Usher and I fumbling our way through being... uh, dads in their first time dads in their 40s uh it's on a little break at the moment we're coming back with new episodes soon but you can go back and enjoy the entire first season if you'd like best way to support us is patreon as we said before um check out our youtube channel get our views up we're posting more stuff on instagram instagram tv and youtube now we're trying to fucking move into the 21st century we're trying to be the joe rogans (laughs) we really want to be who's australia's biggest broadcaster that dude who's in blue heelers (laughs) and mcleod's daughters (laughs) and home and away (laughs) I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.